Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Finally, got the computers up and working. Game Week 26, finally, almost over. Still a match tomorrow, City, West Ham. Jake and I, obviously, hoping for big things to come. Jake, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I've been better. You've been better, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's good, there's bad. And there's, there's ugly. Terrible. That's you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's debatable. It's not really. I mean, good looks, bad looks. That's a pretty, it's pretty black and white. Well, I would say most people feel that I'm good looking. So I, I don't know who why you, you feel. Who have you been talking to? But, you know, like my mom. Yep. That's about it. Yeah, I was going to say because your wife doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Uh, well, um, so interesting little game week here, Jake. I mean, super, super spread out. How are you feeling about that? Uh, it's probably the worst game week in the history of game weeks. Why? I don't know. I just don't like it. Like, can can it be over? Has it started? When's it going to end? You don't know if it started yet even? You're very lost. I don't even know. You're very lost. Uh, no, I, I guess I can see that. It is a little, um, it's a little unusual. I think good for the players, the managers to have a little bit of time away. Hopefully will, will help us, will help the league produce a better product, um, going forward for, for the fans. But, um, yeah, it has been really long and drawn out from a fantasy perspective, a little bit challenging to stay engaged with the game week. I think you and I were talking before we started the pod that, we don't even, at least I don't really even feel like I have a great grasp of how this week went just because it's been so long. Yeah. The thing that I will say that's nice is like you said, it's kind of a break. Champions League is starting. Get to watch some soccer just for the thrill of, for the most part of just watching soccer, which was nice today. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, I don't like this game week. Apparently it happens occasionally. I don't really remember it being this long in the past, but. It does feel longer than it was, for example, last year uh, than last yeah. year. It definitely feels longer than that. But um, I guess we should probably just get into things. Uh, we've got, I mean, we haven't really potted either for a while, right? So uh, in the in the time that Jake and I uh, have had as a break here, Jake actually came and visited um, for a couple days and stayed with me, which was really, really fun. Um, unfortunate that it happened, but it did. Um, and... Mm-hmm. So we decided not to pod last week just because there was not a ton to talk about. Only a few games had taken place and we just wanted to hang out. Um, So now we've kind of got a lot to to cover and it is now, Jake, what I think is an exciting part of the year. But for some managers, it is a very stressful part of the year because uh, we're certainly beginning now to focus on the blanks and the doubles. Are you one of those managers, Jake, that looks forward to this time of year or does it mostly just stress you out? I mostly hate it. I've realized I mostly just hate everything about FPL except right. the beginning of the year, um, which is probably why my team has just continuously gotten worse and worse. You know, I guess I can say I'm glad that this is kind of the down part of my year because I think I would be much more stressed had I been, you know, in the top 50K, which, you know, I was for a small chunk. Uh, now I'm like, well, I can't do too much more wrong, even though that's not necessarily true. There's more you could do wrong. I, yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this is the time of year, Jake, that a lot of uh, managers, I think, that are a little bit more serious about the game separate themselves from the, quote, casuals, uh, which I don't think there's any problem with being a casual or being a player that uh, just doesn't play the game as seriously or maybe as i don't think seriously is the right word obsessively maybe is a better word um and so so this is the part of the year where people tend to really separate themselves so maybe you should put your big boy pants on and get excited about it because we have a podcast remember and so you have to like be excited about the chance to move up okay all right top 100k here i come okay i'm excited let's, let's talk go. let's talk a little bit about it uh just for the people and, and i know last pod we talked briefly but i think today we'll go into just a little bit more detail and that's kind of what the the first third of the pod will will be about um and then we'll talk a little bit about our teams and, and do questions as usual in the second half but um the first thing to talk about is the the game week 28 blank and i know i mentioned this on the last podcast but just for those that haven't really been planning um aston villa sheffield united 
and Man City versus Arsenal, um, those two matches uh, will be blanks in game week 28. And I do think for some managers, it is a bit of a concern. A lot of people have three Sheffield United players and three Manchester City players. Um, and then a lot of people have Grealish as well. Um, not so many players. people have Arsenal players, maybe Aubameyang. Um, but there are going to be some managers that might struggle to to ensure a full 11 in this game week. What's your current situation, Jake? Uh, well, I brought in Pepe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, just had to get that in yeah. since we never get to talk about Arsenal. They actually won. Um, I have two Man City players, Aguero and KDB. I do have Jack and I have still have Lundstrom. So I'm at that four number. Um, so I'm kind of in a little... I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay right, right. now. Yeah, you have a couple of free hit or a couple of free transfers, right? Between now and then. Yeah. Um, so I have you, one more. I made I made my move a little bit early this week. So please tell I'll me it was Sun. One. Please tell me it was Sun. Please tell me it was Sun. <laughs> no, please I really it wish it was. It. it was not Sun. Well, I'll tell I'll tell people later Ooh, in the pod. A little foreshadowing, a little uh, it, it's, anticipation. It's really not that exciting. Yeah, but nothing you've ever done has been. Um, True story. Yeah, the facts. Uh, okay, so you have uh, I, I, my situation is that um, so I have I do still have Lundstrom as well. Um, I do have two city players, and that's it. So I could I could roll a team out now uh, and be good to go. I, I and between now and then, I will probably make one transfer to just help me out with that a little bit, so that I have a sub. Um, but otherwise, I'm good with with game week 28. Uh, don't use your free hit, even if you have like three City and three Sheffield United players. I think, you know, get, use your transfers wisely here going into it and then uh, maybe maybe a hit or even two hits to get through that. Um, the next game week to look at is, is game week 31, which is going to be a blank game week. And we have two matches that are guaranteed. So the Wolves-Bournemouth match and the Burnley-Watford match are guaranteed. And then it's it's still really up in the air. The Manchester City-Chelsea uh, game, uh, Ben Krillin has it at a 95% blank. The Sheffield United-Manchester United game, uh, 93% blank. Leicester Brighton 84% blanks blank Southampton Arsenal uh, 79% blank uh, Tottenham and West Ham 78% blank and then the other three matches uh, Newcastle Aston Villa Liverpool Crystal Palace and Norwich and Everton are all 50% or less um, the interesting one that everyone's going to be keeping an eye on is the Liverpool Crystal Palace match which uh, is slated at a 41% blank if Liverpool beat Chelsea, uh, which is uh, coming up, which when, which game week will that be? Uh, or not game week. When is that? I think it's next week's match. Yeah, I'm blanking for the moment. But if Liverpool beat Chelsea in that match, um, then it will blank. Um, and so it's uh, at 41% at the moment. So a lot of people with, with three Liverpool players are going to be watching that because that'll be a big difference on whether you can field a full 11 or not. My plan, Jake, I don't know what your plan is, but my plan from here until game week 31 is going to be looking at getting in players that um, I know will play or will have a very good chance to play going forward. Obviously, I'm not going to throw all my eggs into Wolves, Bournemouth, Burnley, and Watford uh, for one game week. That's not worth it. In fact, I'd rather put out maybe nine players but have good game weeks uh, in, in the game weeks leading up to 31. What is your thought on how best to manage that game week? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat camp. Here we go. You know, whatever particular area you'd like to call it I, i'm really interested in wolves players right now uh jimenez i think is almost a must own he didn't score last game week but played really well triore is an interesting player to me he's kind of one i'm debating on bringing in and then you know the other teams i think finding one or two players that could be a little bit of differential but also are going to play is could be helpful currently i have wood which unfortunately this has kind of been my last couple of weeks he he got injured and came off in the 22nd minute which was 
frustrating and would no more am i right would no more um so i don't know what to do with him and that's kind of the news i'm waiting on with regards to if he'll play because he has two good fixtures at home bournemouth and then um i think away newcastle i'm not sure about the new yeah it's away newcastle so that I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I agree with you for the most part. Don't want to just fill your team with a bunch of players from those squads only because that's going to bite you in the weeks to come afterward. Yeah, I, th- I think Garf asked a good question. What is the threshold number of players um, in your head uh, you can manage with for game week 31 before you have to play your free hit? Like, What would your number be? I mean, I I would be fine with even just having like eight guys yeah. playing. It wouldn't be ideal, but th- the other problem is the weeks to come, you're going to need your free hit more. Right, and I think that's where I'm at too. I think if you can get out eight decent players uh, that play most of the match, you'll probably be all right. Um, you know, it does lead to the next question, and FPL Virgin wrote in, can you explain in the simplest terms possible what is going to happen in game week 34? Uh, and the answer is no, I, I cannot explain that in the simplest terms possible. Um, what's confusing is it's based primarily off of the FA Cup uh, round five, I believe, which um, Ben Krillin has on his nice little chart here, taking place from March 3rd to the 6th. Um, there are two matches that are guaranteed to take place, Everton versus Southampton and West Ham versus Burnley. Um, there's a few matches that have a very good chance, or actually quite a few of the matches have a 50% chance or less of becoming blanks. So uh, there's only two matches actually, Manchester City versus Newcastle and Arsenal versus Leicester that are above 50% to be blanked. Now that's seems pretty cut and dry. The issue or the other part that I'm having a little bit of a hard time explaining is that there's also a chance of games being moved to game week uh, 34, a potential blank game week as well as a potential double game week. Um, we've had some of these in the past uh, and and I'm not exactly sure. So normally I have a better feeling about... Um, about who's going to be in the game week. So what's going on is that April 18th and 19th, uh, there's some clashes with the FA Cup. But the week after, there are some openings in terms of the week where there's no uh, cup matches, um, no league matches. And so some of these games that have been postponed earlier in the year may be moved into that week. That said, we don't know all the games that are going to to be postponed yet some of those games will be uh, announced um, not until game week 29 for 31 for example and so it's really quite confusing um on it's hard to know i guess is what i'm saying it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen that said i think the advice for me is is that because 34 is so unusual this year and it seems like we're going to get that news late i think you save your free hit for that game week don't you jake yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I mean, I wish I still had my wild card as well. So if you did have a wild card and a free hit, then you're in a good position. And hopefully that's your case. Someone's driving away from the cops. There we go. Wow. Sorry about that. Well, you know, when in Florida, who's not driving away from the cops in Florida? That's a fair point. Yeah. Other than the gators, the meth gators. Yeah, the the cops are probably driving away from the meth gators yeah they're trying to escape meth gators mm-hmm. do the meth gators have motorcycle gangs i would assume so yeah they live like in the swamps though so you don't always see them. yeah and they probably have really cool jackets i imagine <laughs> made out of alligator skins uh or cro- I guess. maybe out of crocodile skins because the alligators nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they don't like the crocodiles dark dark um Okay, so that's what's going on in 34. It's pretty confusing. 37 is the other game week then where a bunch of doubles are going to fall. Uh, one of the plans that some people are talking about is is wild carding in 35 um, or 36 and then using that bench boost in 37. Um, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing yet. I need to see where game weeks fall and kind of how my 
how my plans go for my wild card. So I'm still still looking at that. Uh, Marvin wrote a good question too, though. With scores uh, from the likes of Sun, Abba, Grealish, should we be paying more attention to the talisman theory? Or was this weekend just a case of good players playing against poor defensive units? Uh, we actually haven't talked a lot of talisman lately. Um, I just hate, I guess I, for me, I hate like gimmick or novelty names for things. So talisman theory is annoying uh, to me. But um, but this idea that a player uh, is essentially the best player on the team and that the offense tends to run through uh, him, should we be spending more time thinking about it? I, I feel like we do. I mean, isn't that the, like how we make most of our picks? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a big part of at least our philosophy. Um, and I think this has been a pretty good year for that. Uh, Ings is a prime example. Jimenez is a good example. Um, so or Jack, Jack as well has been really fantastic. Pookie earlier in the season. So yeah, I think we we talk about that, that those guys are, they tend to get more chances no matter what game they're in. Um, and this week it worked out very well because a lot of those players got to go up against defenses that were pretty below average. Yeah, Jack this weekend was – did you watch the match? He was incredible. I did get to watch oh, half he of was that so game, good, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, he could have had – there were – I was shaking. I mean, there were moments where he could have had – by the end of the first half, he could have had two or three returns and then another two or three in the second half. Yeah, he's on my team, so that's why. So I apologize to the FBL community that he didn't have more points. Yeah, yeah, he could have been great. I do want him in my team, but God, the fixtures look bad, huh? Yeah, he's a he's an interesting one because you know with the blank, I'm really struggling what to do with him because he's just so good. Right. Gosh, I just want him to go to Arsenal so bad. Why are you getting like kind of sweaty know. over there? You're like, ah, oh, yeah, Arsenal, Jack, <laughs> Jack. Uh, terrible just have dreams of him well you didn't wear an arsenal jersey and then and nothing not. else just like an <laughs> arsenal jersey on top nothing else i don't know <laughs> I, i'm not gonna say it. no but i don't know i mean that's fine if that's your dream i i get it i feel like every arsenal fan like they dream about that that's the way they dream nobody has pants on in arsenal dreams yeah, probably. It's not a Except sexual. It's not even like a sexual thing. They just don't have pants on because they're Arsenal fans. And I don't know. They just, <laughs> it's just not, they're like weird. I don't know. Um, all right. Should we talk about our squads a little bit? I mean, we don't have to go crazy into detail, but why don't we get into how the game week went? Um, so game week 26 points, Jake. Uh, average points overall was uh, currently it's at 40. Is that right? Yeah, 40. <laughs> Shit. Um, so how did you do? Uh, I mean, I red arrowed, so not great, I guess. Or I'm red arrowing, I should say. I have 45. Um, it just seems like I have like a good team and they do well, but I, I keep red arrowing because too many disappointments with my differentials. Yeah. Um, my back line, you know, besides McCarthy for Southampton, I had Gomez uh, Evans and Trent who got me seven, eight and nine points respectively. So you'd think like that would be good. Not good enough. Uh, Ings, Ings got a goal. Uh, Jack got a assist, but you know, I had wood and Maddo who got two and one points a piece. And then Sala just got me, you know, a clean sheet. Thanks dude. Um, but I do have the captain band on Aguero. So that could be a really huge differential, but I just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and I have KDB as well. And then I have Lundy with seven. That's currently first off my bench. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, so what did you say? What your What's your overall now? 45. 45 points. No, no, but overall rank. Overall oh, rank. Overall rank, 143,000. I think it was a small red arrow so far. Yeah. But Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. You flew Let's too not talk about you it. You flew too close to the sun, didn't you, Jake? I did. I was Icarus this year. Might be my team name next year. Who yeah, knows? that's a good idea. Um, okay, well, my team, let me see here. So, I had uh, McCarthy in goal. Uh, I have Robertson, Lundstrom, Alexander-Arnold, Ar and Soyon Chu for a 9, 7, 7, and 7. So, that's kind of the foundation of my back. I did have Martial, who played one of the worst games of top flight professional football I've ever seen in my entire life, but got a scored a glancing header. 
um, for a goal. And uh, I have Calvert-Lewin, who is also one of the worst finishers I've ever seen in my life, uh, who, who scored and got that absurd assist where he flicked the ball on. He was, he was at half field, flicked it on, Richarlison picked it up and dribbled at 50 yards, shot, scored, and Calvert-Lewin was awarded an assist for it. It's great. Um, so I finished on a 56 points. I have um, Aguero to play tomorrow with the captain band on him and KDB just like you um, as well. Unfortunately, I don't have a, a, any great bench options. So if, if one of those guys doesn't play, it's Cantwell in for two points right now um, is what's happening. So I guess we'll see how it goes. I, um, I I hate to draw narratives. You know how sometimes in the footballing world we like we create narratives of, of a story that we think could happen, but it has no foundation. So I have this narrative in my head that City have received this um, Champions League ban and that now Pep is going to be upset, right? Like, let's let's punish West Ham for what happened to us. Um, I don't know if that's true uh, or if they're just going to, the team's just going to be complete trash, um, which I could also see. But I, I have this this idea that they're going to put out their best squad and really just go to town. That's what I'm hoping. And that I had like a dream that that's what was going to come true. So Jack's there, no pants, Arsenal Jersey sitting with you in the stands while city's mm-hmm. up like 24 to nothing against West Ham. Yeah. And we're just having some beers and just enjoying a good Sunday afternoon. Sounds like even a, though it's Wednesday. All right. Sounds like a good day to me. I can't. Yep. Yeah, no problem with that. All right, good. Sounds fun. I guess we'll see how it goes. It'll be really interesting. Um, let's look at, do you want to pull up the leaderboard for League Dive? And I'm going to pull up the Slack team really quickly. And let's just take a look at how the Slack team has done. Not not as good recently. Uh, team's on 50 points overall, uh, which looks like it's, oh, it's currently green arrowed. Interesting. I thought it went for sure. I thought they were doing well this week. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a red. Um, overall of thirty three thousand. So a couple of reds in a row, and, and so good to get a green. Um, Captain had was was on Sala, unfortunately, um, but had Jack and Martial and Ings all return. Robertson, Alexander Arnold. So KDB to go. Um, and if KDB KDB doesn't play, Williams comes off the bench. Who had a, he had a nice little game against Chelsea. Um, five points. So. Uh, interesting. You want to hit us with the uh, league dive, or uh, excuse me, league, yeah, league dive leaderboard. Do that for us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, at number ten, um, we have Grob Domestic Prodle. Hmm. That's I'm a new one. Quite sure what what we're going with the name there. I'm trying to figure I, it I out. I think it's like supposed to be like gross domestic product. You know, maybe yeah. GDP. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. I mean, I have. You probably I, have. It's an interesting name. Okay. Moving on, before you keep making fun of me, uh, FPL Sharkbait, uh, 11, uh, at number nine. Uh, number eight, uh, Sean Cronery, uh, number seven, Roca, 11. Number six, put a Den Donker on it with a solid game week score of 65. Have yeah, to look at that team good, a little yeah. bit. Uh, number five, Rockin' Vet. Uh, I don't know if that's veterinarian or vet in a different term but like a, vet, go. like a veteran you like a veteran yeah mm. a veteran i don't know no, thank you for uh, your, thank you for your service either way yes uh number four pope it like it's heart uh <laughs> with 50 uh <laughs> number three rigs rovers uh old rig uh you know doing well number two return of the snag fpl lewis with a good game week score of 57 and he cracked the 1600 point mark congrats i wish i was as good as you yeah, uh and number one who i feel like has been up here for a long time luke warm fc luke burgess uh he's he's got an interesting squad um currently but he has kdb as a captain still left to play uh he also has fernandez from man's man united hmm. uh, who got six him six points but he has a pretty average game week of 41 sitting at 213 overall yeah that's pretty pretty solid yeah i hope kdb returns for you not just because he's on my team yeah that'd be good um okay let's do the top five um for the top league in the world the psl super league uh top five number 11 bobby love your mom's a whore number five 
uh, mm. The Art of the Dive. Uh, that's me. Number four, Show Me the the Munier, uh, Meredith Wilson. Third, uh, Delirious. That's MFPL. Second, Marco Doesn't Matter, the the pod team upsetting. And in first, uh, Loftus Chiquinando's Matthew Hall, who's having a nice little season uh, with 64 points this game week. Pretty solid. Does he have uh, anyone else to play? He has KDB he has to KDB. play. Yeah, so maybe Aguero bangs four goals and I overtake him. Can't wait. Uh, all right, good. What um We haven't done this in a long time, Jake, so I think we should talk about your mistakes. What are you feeling oh, like, Jake? I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, you were flying and having a great season and just talking shit nonstop. What, where did it go wrong, do you think, for you? Let's just, let's just identify that one mistake today. Was there a okay. singular moment where it flipped for you? No, it was just a lot of moments. Um, I think to break it down into a nutshell, uh, maybe a pistachio nut for Why those would you who put have it been into, listeners. That's not a... That's not, oh, that is a line, I guess. But normally it's just in a nutshell, not to break it down into a nutshell. That's not, you know, Jake, you have a lot of, a lot of like common sayings that people use. You, you misuse them. You butcher them terribly. Yeah. Just like I butchered my FPL team. <laughs> I, I think the, the big issue was that there's players that should be in your squad, like no matter what. And then there's players who you kind of want to ride. And if all of a sudden they, they've been doing well, maybe look to move them on. And I unfortunately flip-flopped those players. So a player like KDB, who is just spectacular and worth his weight in gold, I got rid of before his really fantastic game week against Arsenal. And he also had a couple other good game weeks before I brought him back in. Same thing for Trent. Um, and this, the funny thing is I did this last year, not with the same type of players, like the same caliber, but I had the same issue with like Frazier I brought out before he had like a hat trick and I think Sala too. But I have to be better about which players I decide to kind of make my differentials on. Uh, then unfortunately, I think part of it just comes down to dumb luck. You know, Sun getting his red card when he did was just bad because Sun Sun has been fantastic, and yeah. now it's a shame he's injured because he's not. He was gonna be an interesting differential till the end of the season. He's been fantastic for Mo without Harry Kane. Just shows how shitty Harry Kane is. That's true. Get get all of our Spurs listeners are now leaving us, but that's fine. Um. You know, and then like little little players here and there that just haven't worked out for me. Like Matto has been really terrible. Wood getting injured and getting me a one points. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, I think too, you're gonna have to not let me play my wild card early next year. Just don't let me do it. And then I'm also I think we should play a game next year where some like ten year old child gets to pick who I triple captain and one just by picking random numbers. Oh, that's or something. a good idea. Yeah. Because I can never get that right. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Although I wouldn't ask a 10-year-old child to do it. You don't know any 10-year-old children, so that would be very awkward. That's fair. Be at like a park. Like, hey, kids. Maybe I'll have my wife do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, kids, look at this team. Pick a player. Yeah, pick, pick one, one of one. these players. Why does Jack not have his pants on? Oh, Jake, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'm the one that's supposed to make those kind of jokes. Now you've just completely tarnished uh, your reputation. Everyone knew that's who you were, but nobody wanted to have to admit it. What's the word? Noince? Nonce? Nonce. That's what you, <laughs> you are now. You can never pronounce that word. Don't uh, laugh at me that because I can't say weird British words. Don't do that. Okay. Gosh. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, game week questions. Stay tuned welcome back to the second half of the pod patreon shout we really appreciate all the people that have helped support the podcast this year uh via patreon it, it really has been great for us um just to help us cover all the costs of the podcast so that we aren't hemorrhaging money to produce this content Anyways, if you'd like to help us out, um, we, we could really use a, a few more members going into the last part of the year. Um, anything helps uh, because honestly, like I can only eat petite filet steaks like five nights a week right now. And it's like, I deserve to be eating those 
at least six because on the seventh night I like to do crab and lobster. I don't know what your current meal schedule is like, Jake, but the Patreon's not covering like a full steak lifestyle for me, and I I do like steak. Yeah, it's hard to have steak with the lobster tail currently, so hopefully we can get to that point where that's a multi-week thing. And I do apologize ahead of time for all of the vegetarian um, listeners out there. I do eat lots of vegetables too, just so you know. Lots. Yeah, but it's hard to get those shipped in from other foreign countries right right now. The issue is the cost, right? I have so much money that I need to spend. It's like vegetables are reasonable to buy right and and mm-hmm. i i need to spend all of my money on other things so you get it support the patreon thanks uh we have a handful jake of of game week questions for 27 that's coming up here and so i think we should just dive right in um we've got some questions about um, kind of filling in positions for uh players that that might be blanking we have some questions about um, Vardy, of course, which I think is an interesting one. Um, you know, what are we doing with those city assets or other teams that are that are going to blank in 28? Um, and then, of course, the the fun question, right? Like Lundstrom, I think that's kind of a, a, an interesting question as well. What are we doing with him? Um, so let's get right into it. Wilson wrote in, is Fleck to Cantwell worth the free transfer for the blank in 28? Only have 5.3 mil for that spot. So um, Cantwell uh, will not be blanking, and uh, Fleck will be. And so uh, in game week 28, they go against, Norwich goes against Leicester uh, at home. Um, Leicester have not been great, um, but is Ndidi back? I thought I read something that he might, he's going to, he's close with recovery. Yeah, I, this is one of those ones where it's like if absolutely everything else is sorted out, you could make the move, but otherwise I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I guess it depends too. Because like, who would you rather have for the rest of the season? I feel like Fleck might be a better option. Right. And the other thing is with, there's two ifs here. Like if you still have your wild card, you're probably going to be playing it like a few game weeks after 28, right? Maybe 32 mm-hmm. or 33 or something like that. So you could always bring him back in on that. The other thing too is, um, Wilson, are you doing this just to have coverage like on your bench? Can you roll out? Uh, 11 players um, without making this transfer Um, if the answer is yes that you can then maybe you don't need to do it if you can't uh, then I don't see anything wrong with can't well (laughs) well played Uh, yeah it certainly is certainly is Um, okay FPL Virgin wrote in with Mane's ownership falling he has a powerful differential or does he fail to justify that extra $5 million over an additional Liverpool defender? Can a $12 million player ever be good value for money if you're going to keep the captaincy on his teammate? So two questions here uh, that I think we should talk about. And the first one is the idea of Mane as a differential. Um, Mane gets a goal in this last week's game in his roughly 20 minutes of playtime. Um, he has been very good all year. We know that. Um, Salah still has continued to produce slightly better stats, but maybe hasn't finished as well as Mane. Mane tends to get himself into better positions. Do you see, Jake, for those wild carding, let's just start with that question. If you were going to wild card right now or, or in the next couple game weeks, Jake, and you knew Mane was healthy and good to go, um, would you pick him over Salah? So just for some perspective, for some perspective quickly, uh, Mane's at 12.2 right now. He has 21% ownership. Salah's at 12.8. He's at 45% ownership. Uh, I know that there's some ifs, but like just given your current state, like you're around 150K, do you see that as like a, a reasonable differential to go the Mane route? You know, personally, I'd rather hold Salah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reasonable option, but I just like Salah has four shots per 90, uh, two key passes per 90. You know, Mane is right on his tail with key passes per 90. It's actually 1.94 to 1.93, so basically the same. Um, but, you know, with Salah being on pens and also having more shots because he's a selfish player, um, I would rather have Salah for the extra cost. But, I mean, I think it's a reasonable differential. You know, I, I've had Mane most of the year up until his injury. It's definitely not wrong. Um, it worries me a little bit that he was just recently injured as well. I like the second part of the question too. Can a 12 million player ever be good value for money if you're going to keep 
the captaincy on his teammates? I think the answer to that is no. If you're if you're very rarely going to captain him, why wouldn't you just have a second Liverpool defender? Yeah, I, I mean, especially when you talk about this week, how basically you know Gomez got you eight points. He's he's been getting eight six six two six 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 eight five eight five. Like no thanks, I'll just keep Gomez and use the money elsewhere. I mean, I preferably would have put it into Sun, and now that's not an option. But I'm sure you could find you know, other players at that re- option. And I mean, Trent and Robbo have also been fantastic of late as well. Yeah. The one, the one, I guess, argument against that or, or to go against um, the Liverpool double D would be that. And most I think would agree that, that they do seem to be overperforming their defensive returns at the moment in terms of clean sheets. Um, and a lot of people have gone the route of like Gomez, for example. I, I've said this before. I still think he's going to get rotated at some point here now that Champions League is back. Um, do you see that as a potential issue as, as a, in terms of like their team? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't like go to Gomez if you're wildcarding. And honestly, I'm trying to build up funds to maybe bring in Robbo instead of him or Van Dyke. But they still have West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Everton, Crystal Palace for their next uh, five. Like, I just see them cleaning four of those. I, you know, like it's not out of the realm of possibility. So to me, you're you're getting if you have both Mane and Salah, you're expecting them to get more than like one return each a game is what you're hoping for and it just doesn't seem like that's the case um they have actually been offensively not as fantastic of late i Mm -hmm. mean you know one goal since game week 20 they have one two three one week goal games and then one two three four two week goal goal games they had one week where you know they beat southampton four to zero um so to me it's like i would rather go with two defenders or like i'll just say two defenders just keep it easy yeah just to give some perspective on that idea of over performance i know a lot of people um might might argue with that um and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have double liverpool defense you should um but in their last seven matches uh they have um an expected goals against of seven goals um, they have allowed one goal in that time period. Um, that's a pretty stark difference in the numbers. They've also conceded, and I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head here, but they've conceded a lot of big chances, um, and, and those have not turned into goals given. I mean, that points to almost directly to that high expected goals against value. Yeah, and you can argue, though, that Becker is back and he makes them so much better. The other thing, too, is that, and this is hard to justify either way, but now that they're playing in Champions League, is that going to be worse to have defenders or is that going to be worse to have, you know, Salah and Mane? That's a hard question because, like, are those guys going to play, like, 10-minute cameos here and there? Mm-hmm more likely than your defenders coming right. on for like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. So like if you have the defender and you have a solid team behind it, I'd rather, you know, Gomez be rested. And then I get like someone like Lundstrom off the bench. It, like, that's just who's on my team. Maybe someone else, right? Um, like a, a Sheffield United defender or something. And there's going to be some rotation here at some point, right? I mean, there's, unless they get knocked out by Madrid, right. but we'll uh, see. Yeah. They are a goal down now. Um, FPL Virgin also wrote in Vardy has, uh, only had four goal attempts so far in 2020. Are we falling into the classic trap of keeping an underperforming player simply because he has a fixture in a blank game week? Um, the skipper wrote in, uh, when are we going to see Vardy, Vardy's baby goal celebration? Uh, he did have a baby. Uh, and then Marvin wrote in, is it crazy to still want to bring in Leicester players for their run starting in game week 28? So the big thing that I think is holding a lot of people back from moving Vardy is the uh, is the fixture run. So they do play City in 27, but then it's Norwich, uh, Aston Villa, Watford, Brighton, Everton, and Crystal Palace in the 33. And then they have a couple of kind of tougher fixtures going into the end of the season. But really nice little fixture run there. Vardy has been... Um, almost non-existent. Um, I did talk some shit about that last week. That was not to hurt any owner's feelings. It was just the truth. Like 
all these trolls that the whole time when I was saying, oh, it's kind of weird that he's scoring as much as he is. He's not getting that many chances. And don't, then everybody says to me when I say this, they're like, well, Ndidi's out and it's different now. And it's, I get it, but like that's how this, the season works, right? There's going to be moments when, when teams overperform and they will come back down to earth. And then most teams tend to uh, then proceed to, to underperform. In fact, Vardy's still overperforming his expected goals um, on the season. Just to, to give everybody a little bit of perspective, he has an expected of, of about 13 goals right now, and he's up to 17. So um, th- there's a reason that his production has fallen off. A part of that reason is that the chance production has been really, really low. He's still um, getting some shots, but but like FPL Virgin said, almost almost none as of late in the last in the last few game weeks. Um, what do you think, Jake, with Vardy? Could be a really interesting differential if you decide to take the risk and go with him. I have a hard time doing it given the current state of the team. I like him. I mean, I'm considering bringing him back after they play Man City just because, I mean, like Norwich and Villa are terrible. Mm-hmm. Watford and Brighton aren't bad fixtures. And then, you know, Everton might be a little tricky, but Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Bournemouth are kind of good. I, so it's really the last three fixtures, Sheffield, Spurs, who also haven't been that great, Man United. So... I think I think the problem is is that he's regressed to his mean, which you know we should have seen coming. You you kind of did, um, I kind of did. I finally got rid of him now, um, but but I don't think he's a bad player to bring back in if he fits your team. The other thing though that we're not talking about is just the fact that like Danny Ings has still been flying, right? Um, for a pretty low price of seven Jimenez is still a really good player and they have good fixtures. I think he was really unlucky not to score against Lester who had a red card, but you know, I I can see you going with Vardy just because that team doesn't have other games. Um, When he's healthy and playing, he is still a really good player. He's on PKs. It just depends. Like, is it, does it fit into your system? Is he going to, are you going to have to destroy your team to get him in or not? And, you know, for me, Aguero Tavardi might be a move I'll be considering. Well, that I could see, right? I could see like an, uh, moving Aguero down at some point here once their Champions League picks back up and maybe going for another player. Uh, the other thing to look at, and, and this is kind of what um, what Marvin is asking about, is are there other players that we, we maybe look at for 2028? 20, uh, I like Barnes. I think we shouted him on the last uh, the last podcast. In his last 10 game weeks, he's averaging almost three shots per 90, um, almost a full shot more per 90 than, than Vardy is. Um, he has three goals, two assists in that time. He's averaging more key passes as well at 1.63 and expected goals of four, which is second best on the team, only to Vardy, who's a, a expected of 4.9. Um, I think he's an interesting little shout. He's been been playing more. Uh, he's been playing very high up the pitch, and he's been really aggressive on the ball. Mm. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, you fucking transferred him in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy I transferred in. So, Why would you make that transfer going into City? Uh, I mean, that's, that's fair. There's other moves I probably could have dealt with, but I, I'm, eh, you know... Foolish. Let, let me Is sink that the my word? own ship. You Foolish? Know? Yeah. Well, it word. was Maddo to him. So it, it wasn't like I, I brought him in for another player. It was a, you know, straight Lester swap. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, I think I plan to bring him in, just not like this game week. So. Yeah. I mean, I would p- prefer to take Jack out, but I just think Jack's going to yeah. run rampant against Southampton. Um, so I'm going to keep him for one more. So you week. brought Barnes in, and what, you're going to start him? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to start him this week. Yeah, now you have to. Cut. It depends on Wood. It kind of depends on Wood. It depends on what what's the deal with Lundstrom. Like, do they realize Lundstrom's really good, even though he kind of isn't, but he kind of is? I don't know. We'll yeah. see. A lot to be determined. Well, we can talk about that now since it's one of the uh, it's one of the questions. Um, Kenny mm-hmm. McDowell wrote in, um, have Lund- got Lundstrom at four. He's up to 4.5 uh to sell should i let him go before his price drops or roll and have two free transfers before uh the blank in 28 um and then fpl virgin wrote in uh 
why did Muppet Lundstrom owners celebrate his goal like they're some kind of FPL geniuses? You didn't do the research. You didn't watch Wilder's press conference in full. You didn't scour the local newspapers. You made a, uh, a call that he would start. He didn't. You got it wrong. And then I wrote, and then he banged a goal. What's up? Let's go, <laughs> Lundstrom. Uh, I started Lundstrom this week. Hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in I fact, and I would I would like to I would like to acknowledge that uh, FPL Virgin's actually wrong. I read all the pressers. I knew he wasn't going to start, and I still started him. So does that make <laughs> me an FPL genius? Yes. He had a t- he actually didn't play very well. <laughs> he like. We the watched, goal was yeah. well taken, but yeah, it was yeah, funny we, when he got brought in. We were watching that game. We were making a lot of fun of him. Yeah, it was good. He was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's, it sounds like he's probably legitimately lost his spot. Um, if if it's if he doesn't play this next game week um, or, or doesn't start, then I would say it's over for sure for him. Um, and I would be pretty comfortable moving him. I do think a player like Williams could be good. You could save a little bit of money as well. Um, Taylor's interesting over at Burnley. They don't have a, a blank in 28. Um, and so you could play him as well if you need an extra player. Um, and so those are a couple guys I would look at maybe to, to swap out for him. Um, reasonable. And sorry, I feel virgin. I didn't mean to be mean to you. Actually, I did. I'm just... I'm just kidding. Uh, FBL Geek, city assets, what to do with them, blank in 28 and possible double in 29. So that's something that we didn't talk about is this 29 potential double. The issue I didn't, the reason I didn't really talk about it is because um, it's, <laughs> there's not really been much information on, on it. All we know is that there is a potential in that game week. Um, so two of the matches that could be moved there would be like the Chelsea and City match or or City and Arsenal, I think, could also be moved there. The issue is that there's been really no no mention of it. Um, ben Krillin just hasn't marked as like a game week that like here's some openings. They could possibly do it. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. I think we'll know, though going into game week 28 if game week 29 is a double so that's an interesting aspect of it for me i think that you want to have just you know want to maybe have a couple free hit or uh, free transfers laying around to help deal with that because if they do have a double in 29 you'd probably want to get on them yeah, but the question is, how many of them are going to play in all those games because they have Champions League as well? That's yeah, kind of the trickier question. That's fair. Um, I, I mean, I'm in that kind of the thought that I keep KDB no matter what and get rid of everyone else. Right. Like, unfortunately, that means Aguero as well. But, you know, we talked about the other forward options that are much cheaper that tend to get just as many returns. Um how about so. this? DJ Newton asks, um, would you jump on Laporte as an early differential if he features on Wednesday? I'm I'm just not super like interested in the city defense, but Laporte does seem to be the one, right? The guy. He that, does. Yeah. So they, any interest? They have really tricky fixtures though. Leicester, Man United, Burnley, at Chelsea if they do get the double, um, right. Liverpool. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, and then like you just said, they also are going to have Champions League matches to figure out and deal with. And does he play in Champions League or does he play in league matches? And then the other thing is that he's priced at 6.3. He's not cheap. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no on that. I think he is. it could be a good differential, but I don't see the risk-reward there. Um, I'd much rather have like a Pereira at 6.3 who can get a little bit more attacking returns. And right. even though Leicester's defense has been worse, um, you know, Doherty or Johnny is also a, a reasonable option. Um, they've had two clean sheets in a row, albeit 0 0 games. Oh. Yeah. All right. I like that. Uh, those are good shouts, too. Um, let's jump to this here. Thomas wrote in, uh, would you consider Everton assets despite their tough fixtures ahead? So, you know, Richarlison and, and DCL have been pretty good for managers lately. They have Arsenal away, Man United home, Chelsea away, Liverpool home, Norwich away, Leicester home, Spurs away. So a very interesting run of fixtures. That said, like Arsenal 
have not been great defensively. Manchester United have been a little better of, of late. Chelsea have not been great defensively. Liverpool's tough. I guess for me, I'll just answer this for myself. I don't feel the need to move. I have Dominic Calvert-Lewin on my team. I don't feel the need to move him this week going against Arsenal. Um, and then I'm kind of going to reassess to see how Everton line up against them. That's kind of where I would be. I don't have their players, but I think it's a hold this week. Arsenal are always at risk of shipping really easy goals. So deal DCL will probably have about five good chances and make one. Right. He's the, uh, yeah, he's the best at missing big chances. Very good at it. Uh, who do you captain this week, Jake? The current, I mean, I looked at my team yesterday and today and I've just left it on Salah. Yeah, it's gotta be Salah, um, right? Yeah. We'll see how bad West Ham get wrecked tomorrow, but West Ham are just not in a good place. Yeah, they're terrible. So you've already made your move. Oh, by the way, we're mm-hmm. done with questions. So you, you, we can kind of move on to what we're doing. So you've already made your move and it's it's Maddo out, Barnes in. Yeah, Maddo's just been a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, you know, Barnes is six mil, um, owned only owned by two and a half percent. He didn't get a return this week against Wolves, but again, they got a red card, but had... You know, in his last three games prior, three goals and an assist. Um, prior to that, he wasn't playing very much, so he is a risk. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to free up some funds. I was going to free up funds to bring in Sun. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to kind of reassess and determine what what I'm going to do. Am I going to beef up my defense? Probably. That's probably where I'm going to go. Yeah, if Ndidi isn't back, you need to get Madison out of your team now. Um, he's got, in his last 10 games expected goals of 0.88 that's pretty ridiculously poor um it's time to let him go uh if 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 he's back it pushes madison a little bit further up the pitch and maybe he can return to some of that you know being a little bit more of a danger man for their team but otherwise if you want to stay invested in lester it's just go to barnes it's easy do it do it um for me i have two free transfers going into 27 um I'd like to probably have two free transfers, two transfers going into 28. So I'm going to just spend one. Um, the moves I'm thinking about making are uh, getting rid of Kelly. That's one of the moves I'm thinking. I've had him for a while and he's now hurt. So he's basically just sitting there doing nothing for me. Um, so I'm leaning towards probably moving, moving him out. Um, so that's, that's kind of my plan. And I'm, I don't know exactly who for yet. I'm looking at maybe blank game week 31 as one of the matches that, um, you know, maybe I want to address a player for. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to kind of decide maybe, maybe Taylor over at Burnley. I kind of like him. Um, that's what I'm leaning towards for this week. And then I'll hold and make a decision afterwards. Uh, it also, my, my move also depends kind of on what happens with this West Ham game. So if Aguero plays the whole match, um, there's a chance that I move him because I don't think he'll play the full match against Leicester then on Saturday. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning toward as well and taking a hit to bring Jimenez in against yeah. Norwich because I just think he's bound to get at least one return. Right. I mean, ideally, I wouldn't be taking a hit to do it, but you know, with Aguero not playing in game week 28, I'm willing to do it. Yeah, and then you also have, right, you have Wolves for... Um, for 31 the downer is just like we had talked about is that potential double game week in 29 which isn't very likely but there's there's a chance of it so i'm just going to try to hold and kind of make that decision as late as possible it's kind of my choice yeah that would that's that's a downer but i mean i'm surprised we didn't get more questions regarding this i mean wolves have a have a run of norwich spurs who you know definitely points can be had against them as we saw against villa Mm -hmm. um brighton west ham bournemouth villa um that's their next seven fixtures and and you don't have to worry about them not having doubles so like my question is who is that other wolves player i want in do i want to go with the defender or do i want to go with triore so that's kind of something i'm going to be looking at yeah even even doing like um aguero out for jimenez and then going to defender in a double move for me would be really reasonable um Mm -hmm. so okay um so follow us on twitter at dive fpl uh instagram the art of the dive online divefpl.com. you can download our podcast everywhere because we're so popular um we have a lot of really weird random questions 
Um, so we're gonna we're gonna bow, pound through those quick. Um, I did when I posted on Twitter to ask for questions for this week. I posted a really sick picture of me with a lightsaber, um, which was quite gangster, if I do say so myself. Um, and so we had a couple of lightsaber questions. Wilson wrote, "If if you could only ever watch one trilogy of Star Wars for the rest of your life, which would you pick? Four through six, seven through nine, or one through three? I will say it would probably be the original three for me, Jake." Same. Yeah. Uh, Emma, who would win in a lightsaber battle, Marco or Jake? Jake? Jake. Jake. No, that's wrong. It's me. It would be me. It would be me. Hmm. You have very poor sword skills. Has anyone ever told you that? I didn't know that you've assessed my sword skills. I assess everybody's skills and everything in case I need to engage with them in a battle to the death. Okay? That's the difference Hmm. between you and me. I'm prepared and you're not. I guess it would depend too, like, is is the force, like, available in this battle? I just feel like that would be something that would need to be assessed as well. Jake, you would not be a force-sensitive being. You know that, right? Hmm. I, I would beg to differ otherwise, but okay. And if you did, you'd use it for, like, weird, stupid stuff. <laughs> not going to argue with that. Yeah. Garf writes in... Choose one to fight Jacob close or Jacob close with either a lightsaber or Gandalf's staff. That's a dumb. So I'm going to use a piece of wood against a lightsaber. It's a dumb question. Well, I mean, does the staff have the ability to use magical it's the powers? Same. Oh, okay. So then, if I have a lightsaber, therefore I have the Force, Jake. That's not how that works. I, well, I fair. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a dumb, fair. dumb then question. Then I agree. Um, Let's see. So, uh, Fark wrote in, what Star Wars character sums up your FPL season? I think Jake is General Grievous in episode three. Starts (laughs) off looking unbeatable, but by the end of it, you wonder how he ever got to such heights. That's a good one. That's not, that's not bad. I I think it would be a character that maybe had like a little bit more like length than just one brief stint. I think you'd be a good Anakin right like you think yeah, that you're very powerful yeah. and very good and then you get your legs and arms chopped off and started on fire with lava i don't disagree with that and at least it was like for a couple episodes built up yeah. there's a lot of darkness and anger i think that's right. good you fall in love as a child with a woman who's much older than you yep all those things yeah. probably likely uh leon uh, asks who's the biggest nerd jo- josh or marco <laughs> hilarious <laughs> Uh, uh, we're both pretty nerdy, right? Yeah, I will say like your Star Wars knowledge is much better than mine. I'm much more of a Lord of the Rings person, so okay, but, you know whatever. Uh, Teach their own. Hindsight: Who's got shittier hair, Madison or, or Grealish? <laughs> oh, I that that really makes me mad. Don't they have the hindsight same is. haircut? Uh, I would have to check out Maddo's. I mean, I I think Grealish's hair is amazing, but that's just me. Uh, FPL Geek writes, what is the meaning of life? Hmm. That's, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you on that one. Uh, Native American Drake wrote in, re-last podcast uh, condom, con- wait, oh, condom talk? Oh, yeah. We talked about Brit- the Brits and their use of condoms, I think. Two observations. Hmm. One, the British population have what can only be described as an immaculate pullout game disgusting uh second one why is marco pretending to be offended about us thinking he had a lot of sex in college uh, marco be like why does everyone think i was such a player oh no people think that sad reaction listen i i'm just i was just bringing it up i thought it was interesting that that's the persona that's that are, revolves around me i'm nervous that it pours over into my regular life outside of my podcast life you know, like I go to the grocery store and the checkout counter lady's like, wow, that guy bangs a lot. You know, <laughs> like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unlikely, but I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Is that something that would be looked down upon or not looked down upon? I don't too? know. I, That's feel like, yeah, I, I guess feel, it depends. I feel like it depends. You know, I think most people are probably like, mm, no, not interested in that type of person. <laughs> uh, wait, which uh, Star Wars character... F- do you feel like sums up your FPL season? You skipped that one. Um, uh, probably, what's his name? Greedo. <laughs> Mind okay. the tricks that don't work on me, only money. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. I don't know why, but it's just I like him as a character. He's very good. 
Well, and you know our like our Patreon account and things. Oh, it works. It only works on on Marco's money. Um, all right, it's a good little pod. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow with Aguero. Hopefully. We, he bangs, right? So people hopefully will download this in the morning. A lot of the, the British folks, the European folks will. So they'll listen mm-hmm. to this and then they'll be watching the game hoping that, um, you know, that, that Aguero fails because they don't want us to be happy. And, and not a lot of people yeah. in our like league or, or Slack channel, Captain Aguero. So hopefully yeah. you and I can, can really fly and be happy. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Or Aguero just gets benched and doesn't play the whole game. Uh, cause Pep wants to <laughs> save comes him on for, for a minute. Yeah. Pep wants to save him for Leicester. And um, and there's that too. So. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco, and I'm Jake. And remember, you should die.